Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, we Hello. are live. I'm nervous. Well, not, should be. It's, well, it won't be right if you weren't. It's, it's not the normal dumb thing, is it? No, that's very true. Well, there's always one way uh, to break the ice and to get rid of those nervous in, in the service. What are you yeah. saying, Danny? Sing song? Oh, yes. Yeah. We're going to sing for me. I'll ask Chilson by you. I believe it. All right. It's a tune. Rising through my brain. <laughs> I just can't confirm this feeling that remains. There she blows, there she blows again, pulsing through my veins, and I just can't confirm, come on, it's feeling that remains. Give me loose, what do you think? I heard you a lot. Hey, that was beautiful, thank you. So I was chosen by you, what was that tune? Yes. The Lars. The Lars. And what had you uh, what had you choose in that one today? Well, it came on my Spotify random playlist today and I thought and I, it made me feel good, so I thought that's gonna be it. Good band, the Lars. Good band. Well I got it right, Danny. Is the guitarist from the Lars now? Is he the singer at a cast? No. They're not? I've always thought it was, you know. I thought that was always like a little uh, trivial pursuit. Fact. You may be wrong, I'll get back to you on that. It's a bit of a red herring that, Dale. Cheers for that. <laughs> me on the spot. I saw the number 10 bus coming, I thought I'll throw him under it here. Get in there, lad. <laughs> yeah, a good band. Today, yeah, today isn't about Daniel San oh. or my balding bonds. It's about you. <laughs> So why yeah. don't you tell uh, the millions in attendance across the world? Who, who are you? Mm. Where to? Oh, I don't know. Um, okay, so I'm Freya. You didn't know. Um, I don't know. I guess I've... I don't know. I don't know where to start. I, uh, where should I start? Where you I'm Freya. That's all I've got. <laughs> where should I go? <laughs> who you are and where you come from like the old uh Scylla black saying what's your name where'd you come from um from down south as you say <laughs> no so I'm, i live in andover in hampshire i well i was a surrey girl but moved yeah, yeah i was a surrey Guildford girl quite well Guildford. Yeah, that's, that's rough, well near where I used to live. But then yeah. I moved to Andover about three years ago. Bought a house. It's cheaper down here. 
only half an hour down the road, but it's cheaper here. <laughs> and some I've been through a few things in the last few years. So I thought, why not share it with you two? That's what we're about. Yeah, best, so best podcast on the airwaves. Freya, as a, a little girl, what was Freya like? Were you good at school all year? I was quite shy. I was very, well, I was quite shy as a little girl. Um, I, I think when I was, I was, I, I was always a mummy's girl. I never wanted to go to school. I always wanted to be with my mum. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hated school, not for any reason at the beginning either. I just always wanted to be with my mum. But I started to, you know, well, you have to go to school. So I started to get used to it. You make friends, but I was always quite shy. Um, I think, you know, my story is going to be about my weight massively it's a, a big topic and what I went through a few years ago with um, baby loss um, so me as a little girl I probably started putting on weight when I was about six or seven you know only little bits I wasn't like I wasn't like a massive child or anything but my weight has always become um, an issue from that age and it's I've never been a slim person since then um so yeah i think when i started to put on weight I, I changed i started to feel maybe not as confident you i would get i did get picked on at primary school mainly by one person and i think that overall has a had a big effect on how i have always put myself down i think when you i mean i'm not saying i was really really badly bullied or anything like that but when you start getting picked on from you know such a young age you think am i accepted here you know what's what's going on like will people like me is it because i'm fat blah, 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 all those things um so yeah did it affect forming relationships with um your peers at school when you were getting teased or whatever i always had like a group of friends like I, i've always I've never felt like alone. I didn't have anyone. I've always had friends who, who I could go to, even from like a, you know, from primary school. Um, so I mean, that's, it's not like a sob story where I'm like, oh, I got bullied, and you know, I didn't have any friends, and this, that, and the other. I'm just saying that from getting teased or being picked on by, you know, one person in particular, it's had an effect, I think, on me throughout my life. It does, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, and I I'll go into it later, but I ha it took me a while to realise that because I've always felt like I needed um, to be reassured or um, I needed everything I did in school, um, whether it be, I mean, even going through into secondary school, you have to get, you have to write an essay. I'm like, can the teacher just read the first paragraph so I'm on the right lines? Like, I always have this fear in me that's like, am I doing the right thing? And I feel like, what is that? Where has that come from? Why have I always worried that I'm doing the wrong thing? Would you say you're looking for reassurance? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Is this a cause as well that we said, uh, when Danny and I spoke in previous episodes, we mentioned about 
how being concussed is like having a scar on the brain and how different actions early on. Yeah. Those scars, do you feel from those primary years going into secondary that you were kind of, your brain was given this marker of what your identity is? Yeah. And you've allowed other people to build the identity so you've not got like the, the self-awareness and the confidence to say, I'm happy with who I am and with what I'm doing. Yeah, definitely. Almost like you're asking, always from a young age, you're asking other people, do I look right? Am I doing it right? Yeah. Am I accepting? Am I speaking right? Do I like the right type of music? So on and so forth. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think with my weight when I was growing up, I mean, my mum was always sort of thought, oh, you'll grow out of it. You'll grow out of it. She would help me, like, right, let's do tennis. Like, we're going to do this. Like, she always tried to get me to do clubs. But I don't know what, what, I can't really remember, but the weight just still started creeping on. I was obviously still not eating the right things. I don't have, like, a medical condition or anything like that. But my my family, like, my dad's side of the family, we've all suffered with our weight. Like, most of us have really suffered with our weight. It's it's within us. <laughs> It's a struggle. Um, it's so, easy done though, isn't it? It's, yeah. Because you don't notice it daily. It's a gradual process, yeah. as you said. It, it just, and then all of a sudden, it's there, isn't it? Definitely. I mean, even when I started secondary school, I started secondary school with like none of my best friends. They all went to a different school. Um, and just thinking about it now, I feel sick. The feeling of how I felt when I started secondary school. <laughs> I got shingles in year seven because I just hated going to school. I, it was a massive school as well I went to. And then um, there's just so many people. And I just kept thinking, am I going to make friends here? Are people not going to like me because I wasn't slim? But again, like I, I wasn't massive, but like, you know, I wasn't this, the normal the normal weight I should have been. Um, is, is this the first time that you would like to say anxiety kind of crept in? To your identity that you're always worried about what other people are thinking or yes. you know it's like you've said the size of the school are people going to like me i'm going to make friends am i going to understand the subjects yeah absolutely and i've always and i was always worrying was i going to get picked on and i yeah. and because it was so, i mean i i don't know it was i guess i did you'd i would get picked on people would shout things out at you and this that, and the other and it was horrible i mean how horrible is that for a child to go to school and they just have people shouting shit at you like that's nasty isn't it it's horrible it makes me feel like it's bringing back the memories of it now and it's like it's horrid it's horrible the formative years aren't they when you um just starting to approach adolescence yeah very insecure about a lot of things so if that gets heightened it's just gonna yeah, and I think, I mean, one, I think I then found my way. I found my group of friends, like my friends who are still my friends now from year seven as well. You know, you just think I found my group. I found where I belonged within my group of friends. I started to get more confident. My weight started falling in the right places. I was never slim still, but I was becoming like, you know, a 16 year old and it all the way all it was all falling in the right places ish <laughs> um what what does that mean for the unlearned because we're just <laughs> well, <too> you know, 
I was becoming a woman, so like the hips are like coming out a little bit and the weight was falling in the right places. But again, I was not slim. I was always the bigger friend. I was always the one that couldn't just, um, well, would look at like a chocolate bar and put on like seven pounds. You just think, great, you know, it was always so, a struggle. Despite being active as well. So you'd say you were an active person. Oh, not so much now. Uh, I, I hated PE. I hated all. I hate no. When in secondary school, I was not not active, but I did start a. I think I started Weight Watchers when I was fifteen, because I was thinking, right, prom's coming up, need to start losing weight. Um, and I think you know that was the start of it for me. That was the start of me trying to right. This is a problem for me now. I have to start trying to lose weight. So it's always been there for since I was 16, the struggle of up and down, up and down. From a young age, it was just going up. And now it's starting to like, oh, wait, I need to sort this out. Um, what about support wise? You said you, you seemed quite close to your mum as a, yeah. a young child. Yeah. Um, were your family supportive? Yeah, definitely. My mum always tried to help me. She was always like, I'll, I'll join the groups with you. We'll do this together. We're going to, we'll, you can do it. You know, they, my, my family were, um, you know, it was always a, it, we all struggled. So we all knew how it felt apart from, so I've got two brothers and one of them has got the good genes. I'm going to say the good genes, very fit, very active, very slim. We always think he's adopted because he's just not like the rest of us. <laughs> we all Would get you, jealous of him. <laughs> did you have as well in those forms? Because you said at a really young age to join Weight Watchers. Other programmes are available. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you feel that they give you any education regarding um, different food groups and exercise and stuff like that? Or was it just all target driven? Yeah, it's all points and numbers yeah yeah so again this this will be something that i'll talk about later is that it's not in my opinion i don't think it's a something that you can stick with for the rest of your life if you've got a struggle if you really struggle with food and the behaviors and counting points for the rest of your life I just don't think it's going to work but it's not resolving an issue is it it's just no. Some people, they do it for different reasons, but um, I think a lot of them are, tend to be the wrong ones. You know, yeah. just want a, a quick fix, like bang, do it, I want it now. Because that's society, I think, in general. They want everything now, don't they? No, definitely. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, so um, I left school, had went to college, got a boyfriend weight started going on a lot more because it seems to when you get in a relationship <laughs> is this college age we're talking 17 18 now yeah do you, um, you think introduction to um social lifestyle yeah going out having a good yeah. time definitely going out and i don't know social food is a massive part of socializing isn't it so even for a young 
even from you know and you start driving so you can go out you can do things you have freedom you can do whatever you want no one's telling you can't do anything <laughs> and yeah weight started to just really started to go on um it was a problem well, i turned 21 oh my gosh I can i just stick with before you jump yeah because you've gone from 16 uh sorry 15 16 looking at weight watchers going into this point system because you've said you want to look good for prom oh yeah very being important and you you've jumped to college years where you've got a boyfriend yeah and uh, going up from primary what we said a lot of your anxiety is built up from a young age because you were worried about what other people thought of you mm. uh, was this person very early on someone who showed a physical attraction to you was, did you see that as a positive? You're saying, I've got a boyfriend now, we're starting to go out, socialise, do everything like that, because you've had a lot of negative towards your own image. We were friends for a very long time throughout school, so I guess it wasn't even that. There wasn't like, this person accepts me. It's kind of like we've known each other. So maybe that is a part of me maybe thinking, oh, maybe I'm not accepted, but I'm sure, or oh, whatever. Well, maybe it was. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, is that is that not just your own insecurities jumping in? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What, 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 what did you decide to study? What was young Freya looking at wanting to become? Well, so I wanted to go off and I didn't want to stay up. So I went to a school called Collingwood and I wanted to stay on. No, I didn't want to stay on. I wanted to go and do beauty. At a different college but none of my friends went none of my friends would leave they're all staying at Collingwood and I thought oh I'm not I can't miss out here like no I, I'm gonna stay I, I, I'm gonna stay safe and stay with my friends yeah so I stayed and I did media studies film studies and communication studies they came in handy <laughs> <laughs> well they have done for us yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, algebra did. <laughs> I use that every day Oh, <laughs> yeah um so yeah nothing really that helped throughout my life well maybe now so that's what i did <laughs> everything's, yeah, see, everything's going everything's going all right you you, you understand what you want to do as a young person you're in relationship like you said, you learn to drive, you're going out, hanging about with people. Did, yeah. you have a lot of, did you have a lot of freedom? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say I had a lot of freedom. Um, but I was, always, I was, I'm a very like homely girl. Like I don't, I've always, I, mm, home bird. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I, I like to be, at, like, I like to be at home. Yeah. You know, I mean, my, my parents they um they would always be going off on holiday things like that and i'd be like oh don't go stay here <laughs> stay with me oh i'm so windy. bloody yeah i need to calm down <laughs> i'm thinking it's bringing back weird memories i'm thinking christ that must have been hard work <laughs> <I'm into them>. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear so, yeah no so that was me 
And oh, so we're, we're what age now? Are we up to 21? We're going to 21. So you're, you're a young adult. I'm a young adult. Outside world. And I'm very overweight. Okay. Um, Employment-wise, did you... So you've done your, you've done your bit, bits and bobs at college, so I take it you passed them. Yeah, I've got ABC. Easy to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not moonwalking, I've got my... Oh, go on. <laughs> on. Health and safety. Oh, <laughs> all right then. Later so, on. <laughs> you've, um, what employment role did you choose? Oh, this is the thing, because I didn't do what I wanted to actually do, I was just trying everything. I tried hairdressing yeah. twice. I tried, um, I worked for a foreign currency like thing. I don't know yeah. what that is. Um, I tried. Euro um, de change. Yeah. It was kind of like, in like, it was like a weird, like, it wasn't a factory type thing, but it was like a big place where. I just thought the oh I don't matter anyway um <laughs> I'd done uh, what did I do what did I do nursery tried nursery I just tried everything I was honest I didn't know where I was going with my life um and then I start then I um started to do beauty classes just for myself I thought okay I'm gonna I'm actually just gonna do this myself I, that's why where I wanted to go and why didn't I why didn't I do it in the first place um so yeah I, I started to find my way and i started to make my own little business doing like nails and spray tanning and all those things um so yeah that's yeah. what what drew you to the image industry then because like you said you've been quite body conscious quite self-conscious <laughs> is it something that maybe subconsciously you wanted to start helping people yeah i mean i thought i'm always been like a creative person as well but I, I mean I've always been a girly girl as well I've, I, I love makeup I love you know all of those things I, I don't really know maybe that is part of it but I've never really thought why is it that I really wanted to do that um, I mean I'm not doing it uh, not doing it completely now my my past completely well it's nearly changed I do spray tanning still but I love it by the way do you know what I love it one of the reasons, even when I was bigger, people would feel comfortable undressing in front of me because I wasn't a stereotypical beauty therapist. I know that sounds a bit, I don't know if that's a bit much, but you know, like I, I was bigger, people felt more comfortable to be like getting their like, their bits that they don't feel comfortable about in front of me. And that made me feel good that people felt comfortable around me. So this is something that why I still do it because I really like that people feel comfortable around me people are, people are we meaning men and women there would be men yeah mainly women so you felt that they felt less body conscious being around you yeah because the perception that you're not going to be as jub judgmental judgmental yeah. why is this because you were like a normal girl yeah is that right is that right to say I was, well, I'm going to say I was mm, bigger than a normal girl. Yeah. But you're saying normal girl, but I was a lot bigger than a normal girl. Yeah, and it's less intimidating. Do you not think your, your character had something to do with that? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so weird to try and say nice things about yourself. It's mad. Well, did you have you found throughout your younger years, and like Danny said, throughout your formative years, where you've classed yourself as a bigger person, have you had to develop a character? Yeah, um, this is something I've definitely always sort of felt that even from secondary school, when I started to find friends or, you know, you've got your friendship group, things like that. I felt like I developed like a persona that you have to act more confident. And I definitely felt I was starting to do that at secondary school. Um, and as I've got bigger after, you know, you know, being 21 or, or, you know, around that age, I definitely, definitely felt like I had to put on like this confidence um, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not an outgoing person. I'm I'm very sociable. I'm very outgoing, and that is really that is me. Um, but you still have this. I'm going to say it's like a little demon inside you that's trying to put you down, and you have to try and like hide that, like put this front on. Um, I was definitely that, that is definitely something that I um, I did because you you have to. Otherwise, you're just going to get left behind. Yeah. So you do, Dale. I do. If people say they don't, then yeah, I trust their integrity. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. Would you say at some point there was a, a public persona, the character that is Freya, and then when the door was closed at home on your own, that's when you were having to deal with the real one. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, you don't like when you're a bigger girl and you're seeing and you get called bubbly. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, I know people think it's a good word, but when you're a bigger person, when you hear, oh, you're so bubbly. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an insult. I know. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But if there's other people out there and they suffer with like their weight and you get called bubbly, you're like, Thank you. <laughs> so I was a very bubbly person. Well, there's a there's a word up north, isn't there? I remember this uh, a bonny lass to be bonny. Oh yeah. yeah. Is that what? Is that the same? Yeah, I, I would say yeah. Oh, she's a bonny lass, isn't she? Oh right, okay. <laughs> oh, I see. Yes, I was a bonny lass. Yeah, <laughs> um, that as well. Oh, <laughs> what? I didn't uh, hear that. You say how Scott. for what? How? How you mean? Scottish people. Oh, Scott. yeah. They say bonnie. Mm. We bonnie lass. Um, right, so have we found, we've done, we're up to spray tanning. Oh, yeah. How long, did you stay in that for a while? Because you, you seem to, it sounded like you, you liked doing that. You're comfortable doing it, and people liked you. Yeah, I was doing that for quite. I mean, yeah, I was doing that for quite a while. Do you know what? I can't remember what my job was. I definitely had a main job. I can't think what it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I've just remembered. I worked for Surrey Police. Right, <laughs> 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 I, I would answer one hundred and one calls. 
that was my job. And then I moved on to work in the Central Prosecutions Unit and I was getting case files ready for... Um, cases. Cases <laughs> to go to court. <laughs> and then I became um, a coordinator for the North Surrey team. And that was my, that was what I was doing as a main job. And I was with Surrey Police for about five years. And then I got the hell out of there. <laughs> so you spent a lot of time talking to people, building rapport. Yeah. Over the phone. Yeah. Did you find that healthy? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, it was a very, um, could be quite a challenging job. I mean, I wasn't like a, a full-on um, call operator, but you would still get challenging calls, um, awful, um, scary calls, people, you know, wanting to take their lives and things, and we weren't trained to deal with that. Um, the, an the anxiety with that, that was scary when you weren't trained for it. Um, so it was like, it was, a, and do you know what, I really loved the team I worked with. I had such a, a great team of um, people and it, we had a great time and then things changed, but uh, we won't go into all that. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Um, I'm a very talkative person, have you realised? Yeah, that's what I like. It's good. <laughs> not called the silent show. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't get everything out. I've got so much to say and I think, what, what am I doing? And I'm nervous still. <laughs> when, you, when you were working, when you were working in these jobs, were you still um, actively seeking um, like Weight Watchers or yeah. programs similar to that to try and get it down? Or where oh, were you at at this point? I'd done so many. I, I'd been trying up and down, up and down, up and down. Right. So when I turned 21. I remember looking at my photos of my 21st birthday party and I just thought, oh my God, I knew that it was a problem, um, but I just, I don't, I don't know how long after it was, after I turned 21, I, I, I don't know if it was a week or two weeks, but I woke up one day and I was like, I can't live like this anymore. Take photos of me, take my, like, take every single angle. I'm doing this now. I can't live like this anymore. Right. So I'm going to say my numbers. So when I was 21, I weighed 22 stone and I, I remember we had a little um, summer house down the end of the garden. My brother was always in there um, working out, training, um, and he was like, right, come on, we'll, we'll do this. We'll, you can get in there with me. I remember going on the rowing machine and crying after two minutes saying, I can't do this. Um, and he said to me, so my brother Paul, he said, Freya, every time you get on this rowing machine, every single time, even if it's every day or every other day, it will get better. It will get easier. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts. Yeah. It's horrible, it hurts. the rowing machine. <laughs> what, was your, what was your physical resilience like at this point? Had you ever really experienced that no pain, no gain? No, I... No, no, I hadn't. I've, I've never been a sporty person. I've, I've um, hated exercise. I, I love dancing, um, but I'd never taken it up properly. I'd do like a, well, we'd do, me and my friend would do a class every week 
from work after work and we you know things like that I loved that I that was kind of like where I would exercise but it wasn't like a it was a once a week thing and I ended up getting an injury from that anyway but um so yeah this so this was like the first time I was like okay I'm gonna start training um I would train in there with my brother every so often um but I then began I joined a gym a leisure center with one of my best friends Lottie and she was amazing she we'd go every other day or I don't know we went a lot we would we would play squash we'd play badminton we'd do it all the time I diet wise I was kind of following the slimming world diet um from knowing it for how many times I've done it before um but and the weight started to fall off it it took a while. Well, I'd lost about five stone in about 18 months, maybe two years. I remember I, I lost three stone and I stopped for a while. I got a bit like, oh, you know, I'm feeling all right. And then something happened. Someone said something really nasty about me and it pushed me again. I was like, no, nope, I'm not having, I'm not having someone say something nasty to me. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing this for myself. Do not, right it was like a drive for me I was like I can't keep having this I can't keep having someone keep putting me down um so it pushed me has that been like a consistent thing like you said since young school college yeah you've always associated like you said this a bigger person's image Mm. as being negative you've never like looked or been perceived like bigger is beautiful that's that's never entered your psyche it's always been so again when you're looking in the mirror it's negative that you're throwing out there yeah it it is um it gets worse later in life um with that but um yeah it was always it's always a negative thing I never felt to be honest I never ever had the the you know you know around 21 22 23 I, I never really thought oh I want to be so slim I want to be a size 10 like it's never really I, I'm happy to be a curvier girl like it I just didn't want to be really I didn't want my weight to to keep having this effect on my life um and it was people being horrible I'm now 22 23 and people are still shouting shit at me what is that about it's you know like I can't I'm an, I'm an adult now I'm not at school anymore and this is still a massive uh usually people who do things like that are usually they're hating themselves yeah they project that onto other people because they don't like who they are that's what i in my personal experience anyway they belittle or they put people down yeah feel better absolutely seen as uncool in it to see somebody doing something different or anything and go Woof, yeah, go on you. Yeah. You're doing. Um, well, yeah, you said you, <clears throat> you mentioned a quite a dramatic weight loss. Of, you said you did five stone and then three stone. And then, no, sorry, I lost three stone and I lost an extra two stone. So I'd lost five stone in total. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Were, you, were you exercising as well as diet programs? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I didn't join a Slim and Well group. I just remembered how to eat. Really, I was sort of like, right, I know what to, I was just eating better, eating well, eating smaller meals, and I was exercising a lot. Um, and eating less, moving more. Yeah, simple as that. Um, and it worked. Um, and then <laughs> we're moving on. 
Yeah, yeah but were you, were you proud? Did you did you start oh. feeling some self-pride, some um, self-worth? I couldn't believe I'd done it. I, I mean, I'm still, I wasn't slim, but I felt I was starting to feel good in myself. I, you know, you see photos of me, or I see photos of myself and I think, oh, I should... Oh, I should look all right now. Oh my God, I wasn't expecting that. Or, you know, because you'd been so used to trying to avoid the cameras for so long. And then, whoa, you see a picture of yourself and you're like, oh, oh, okay. Wow, I've actually, and, I, and it is still something I'm so proud of now uh, that I've done that myself. I, I've done it. And I, it was just like with a waking up one day going, no, you can't be like this anymore. Change your life. Um, so, yeah. Well, it was the end. <laughs> should be proud of it definitely yeah yeah um thanks i did end up putting it a lot more back on though <laughs> yeah so what age are we now for you? so around 20 right the weight just um slowly started to creep on um a bit i was about 23 24 um is that right yeah oh uh, yeah so the weight started slowly coming up stone stone every year maybe um and when did you become aware of that was it you think I, on the scales regularly or mm, i'd avoid it it would you know uh, i've always uh, you, you always know you you know you always know on oh, the weight's coming on or you just don't want to face it um and it would be a battle in my head, like, right, get on the scales. No, I'm going to start the diet tomorrow. I'm going to start my diet tomorrow. And then I think, am I going to weigh myself? No. Then my head's not in the game. Like, if, if I'm not getting on the scales, I wasn't ready for it. Um, so it'd be like I was lying to myself. Um, and then, again, I'd, I'd, I'd do the Slimming Worlds again. Or, you know, I was doing the weight loss groups. Uh, it got to a point where, I don't know what age, Oh no, that was later on. It would get to a point where I was joining like the weight loss groups and I was saying, I don't want to know the weight. I just want to come here and see if I can do it a different way without knowing what I weigh. Yeah, that didn't work either. Um, but... Have you ever found, sorry to cut in, no, have, you ever, have, you, have you ever found for 15 year old girls now, you're talking to a 15 year old girl now, that there is some other way? Or, or, or the all education that you've been is to come into this place, we'll put you on the scales, We'll send you away. You'll come back in two weeks or three weeks and we'll try again and see where you're at. I mean, I, there was never anything like that for for, for me then. Uh, I would hope that there might be things out there now, but I haven't really seen anything like that. And I think there should be. I mean, you know, you go to these weight loss groups and you're not taught the right thing to eat. You're like, you can have as many potatoes as you want. You can have as many as you want. They're free foods. Have them. Don't worry. Yeah. Things in it, or Slimming World. Yeah. yeah. Free uh, Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you're not educated. And you do think how, and I still sometimes think, how, how can you eat that many potatoes? I mean, I know you, you can't eat that many, but, you know, if you just can't eat potatoes, potatoes, everything, how do you actually still lose weight? I it, it, I still don't know now. And I've, I have how many times have I joined this group? Like, it's, it's, it's mad. It's... Uh, for me, it does come down to calories going in and calories being burnt. Yeah. Now. An engine, isn't it, your body? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Okay. If you diesel in a petrol car, it won't work. No. That's right. <laughs> mm. 
Okay, so going to a relationship with the person that I'm with now, Chris. I was, I'm going to say I roughly was around 21 stone, 20 stone, 21. I don't know exactly. Um, we ate a lot. <laughs> uh, we started to eat. It, it was very sociable. Um, it was saying that we, I think we bonded over it. Yeah, and it's exciting at the beginning. Like, oh, let's go here, let's go there, let's do this. Um, yeah, I. But it's part of the the adventure of getting to know each other as well, likes, dislikes. But like yeah. Danny said, it's a real social adventure. So you was going out a lot more. Yeah, we would get takeaways a lot more. Um, yeah. you know. Netflix and chill. Well, the availability and the excess without knowing the consequences of like what young children are eating they love it don't they like people are queuing five hours to get a kfc but that to me is similar habits to drug addiction. It is as well when you when you sat at home and it's it's ready available and you're enabling each other. Mm. Like if I was to say, oh yeah, you, you know, it's it, if both of you've got the fucking breaking strain of a rich tea biscuit, mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so it's nobody's fault. But you're gonna it, it's a two way street, isn't it? You, you're gonna be enabling each other. So that's. You fell into those kind of habits because you've already said you're a homely person. Let's stay in, watch a movie, order a pizza with wings. So easy. But it's also, do you know, um, I'm really hoping, sorry, Danny, but I really open a good friend of mine. Uh, he knows who he is when I say this. He got into that kind of routine. And I said to him, do you know what it is, pal? That's happiness. Mm. experiencing a bit of happiness there where you're staying in you're eating you're getting on you're going out and you're not doing that like slimming world has told you to do calorie count no it's what's your life you're a bit like fuck me. someone likes me they accept me for who i am let's just enjoy like eating and having a great time fuck the rules <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna get on to the the yeah, heart of my story. Yeah. Um so obviously in a relationship, um I then fell pregnant eight months later. And how did you feel? I was shocked but very happy. I mean um I was on my own at the well I was staying at my mum's at the time, so Chris wasn't actually there. So I found out first and I was actually shitting myself about telling him because obviously, you know, it wasn't planned uh, and it was a it was a shock. But I like my mum started crying. My dad started crying. We were so happy. Like they knew before Chris did. How bad is that? Um, but girls, I was... are gonna girls are going to tell mums, though, aren't they? It's, that, oh, that's... yeah. 
I was, I was so, I, I probably wouldn't have told my dad if he, if he was, if he wasn't there. But it was, my hand was shaking. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I was so shocked and like, oh my god, this has happened. For me, I've all, it's always been within me that I was like, I want to be, I want to be a youngish mum. I, I want to be a, I wanted to be a mum from such a young age. Um, I thought that's always mm, mm, what I wanted. Um, um, no, you finally got it. Yeah, and um, you know when you well back when I was at school, you'd be like, oh, I want, I want to have, a, I want to be married by then. I want to have a baby by this age, and then and you get to that age, and it doesn't happen, and because you realise that actually you st still want to like, you know, you think, oh, actually, life doesn't actually happen like that. But I, I was what 20, mm, 25, 25, I think, when I fell pregnant, and yeah, so I was really happy. Uh, Chris, um, <laughs> it was uh, taken back by it, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> he was a bit like, uh, what? <laughs> um, took him a while to get used to it. <laughs> um, but I, so being pregnant, I got the symptoms mainly, um, I was feeling very sick all the time so sick that I kept crying well that was another thing I kept crying all the time bloody hell um oh, that was just a woman thing um but I had all the symptoms and um you know I'm not this this is all new to me I don't know what's what's happening I was so excited as well and I remember going but right, I'm going to book an eight-week scan because I want like I want, I'm, I want to know what's happening. I want to know what's going on. I don't want to wait for, um, for twelve weeks. No, I'm not waiting. I want to, I want to do this, right? So I remember sitting in the in the waiting room, and I remember saying to Chris, "This will be where we find out if it'll be twins, because um, twins runs in my family." Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, that went down well. Go in there. Imagine if there's two. <laughs> um, and uh, he was still sweating. Um, <laughs> No, we, uh, then I went into the room, it was actually a really horrible experience, not because of whatever he says, just the actual environment of it was really uncomfortable and very weird. It was a very small room, there was about, there was four, five of us in there for some reason, I don't know whether there was trainees in there, but anyway, I had a man doing it as well, which was also a bit strange at first, you know. Um, Anyway, he basically said that he couldn't see anything. And he said, but you might just be a little bit early on, uh, a little bit earlier than you think. And I, I was, I felt, I felt, um, no, this ain't going to be good. I just had a feeling. Um, but he was like, but, you know, come back uh, in a couple of weeks and we'll do it again. And then um, I came out of there and I just remember saying to Chris, no, this ain't going to be good. I know it. I know it. Um, but they have said because you're overweight, it is also harder to see, even though like they're not doing it over your stomach, they are going internally and doing it, but it's, um, for some reason it's harder to see when you're overweight. I, the next day, don't want to go too graphic. I just had like, a, I mean, I literally like a speck of blood and I panicked. I was like, something's happened I rang the midwife she was like well go to A&E because she said that doesn't you know it's not it's not normal but just go um in just in case because of you had your scan yesterday and they have said oh they didn't really see a lot 
Went to A&E, they basically said, go to your normal hospital, because I went to a different one because I was working, and they said, um, so anyway, I had to book in with my normal um, hospital, and they booked me in, so it was like gone a week now, so I'm now nine weeks, and um, I had a scan, and she, the lady, saw that there was, and I could see it as well, there was a sack, and there was something in there, and it was very small for how far I should be along. Again, she said, but we don't know yet. You could just still be very early on. So come back in a week. And you're like, oh my God, I'll come back in a week. I've got, I've, I, I know I'm hold, trying to hold on to hope. Like, oh my God, I hope this happens. I hope this happens. Like, I hope it'll be okay. And, but you know, inside you think it's just not gonna happen. You know, I felt all the sickness before and it stopped. Um, and I just had this feeling like I just know it's not going to happen. I went back 10 weeks and they said, no, it hasn't grown. Um, you've had a missed miscarriage. Um, so then. Um, yeah, a medically missed miscarriage. No, it, uh, it's where you've, you know, the baby hasn't grown, hasn't formed, but it hasn't released from your body. Um, so you know like a miscarriage you just think oh you get pregnant and then it you know it does it, it releases i think a missed miscarriage is seen as it's not happening in your body it's not growing um and you may need to have this removed or helped along and you know all of that um so yeah i mean i'm not technically sure but it's something like that <laughs> um so you've, so had the com you've had the confirmation had the confirmation and they said now Freya now your mind because I said why have I not let this go then why is it still in me what what's happening what and they said this happens and they said but now you know that it hasn't grown your mind you know your body should just hopefully now let let this go um but it didn't because they said well you can help it along you can have a DNC which is where they take it out and all that and you can have a pill that helps it along you can have all of this and I said no, because there could be complications. I'm I don't I don't even like taking pills. So I was like, no, like I'm not having anything. Like I'm just gonna let this go naturally. My mum had my mum has been through the same experience experiences as this. And she, I remember her saying to me, Freya, you won't even know. You won't even know. Don't even worry. So it I was now eleven weeks and it wasn't leaving my body. Um so I rang up and I said, you're going to have to help me here. You're going to have to like help this along. I can't keep having this within me and knowing that it's not, nothing's happening. And they said, okay, come in tomorrow. But then later that night, my body was like, okay. So my, I won't go into too much detail, but you would have contractions still, which is mad. I, and that was, that was very painful. So Christ, well, that's like when you're nine months pregnant. Woo! <laughs> Oh my gosh, so it was very painful, very, it was the most traumatic experience of my life. Um, Are you okay to talk about your emotion? You said it was very traumatic. Mm, um, I was just, dev I was honestly devastated. Um, obviously, uh, is this, is this as well? Because I'll just take a time to breathe. Mm. Because obviously you, you flooded a lot out there, just so brave and so courageous of you. 
your feelings now because you, you've said this is all I ever wanted. Mm. This was my 2.4 children house driveway. You know, I'm in a relationship. I've, I've finally been accepted and everything's going right for me. Did anything now start to creep in that, you know, yeah, everything, everything's been taken away? Yeah, I think I start. I think I started to blame myself afterwards. Uh, did I do this wrong? Is it because I'm overweight? Um, I blamed that a lot, but at, that came like that. Those feelings really started to develop afterwards. Um, but at this time, I I was just I was just devastated that was the only really emotion I felt um because when when I've I did notice I did know I what what oh gosh it's weird saying it but what came from me was something I had a sack the size of my hand there was a placenta on the side of it there was something inside and I looked at the it was ugh. when I when I looked at this my body created this. Why did I not let it? Why didn't? Why? Why could I not let it grow? Why? Why could I not keep it? What? 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 What have I done wrong that's made this happen? Um. Almost like you were blaming your own mechanics. Yeah. Okay. It is. I think for a woman, it is. It is massively different to a man because it's developing and growing even though you're both part of it just from a parent's perspective the woman does all the, the growth don't she and the development so there's, there's more to cut in terms of loss i think yeah loss yeah. is a big like you said a traumatic experience in lives definitely i've Afterwards, I just felt like I changed completely as a person. I was so I felt so lonely. I mean, obviously, I know I was still in a relationship, but I'll ask this question to you two: being dads, I'm like I'm not generalising the whole population of men, but no, you're asking us to, so we'll just give you our opinion. Yeah. When did you feel like you became a dad? You can physically see. And here, or touch the child. Yeah. yeah. For me. Yeah. I, I'm 100%. It was more a bravado thing during the pregnancies that I'm going to be a dad. I'm going to be a dad, 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 dad. And then you crack on with your normal whatever you're doing. Yeah. But until the midwife puts the baby in your arms and says, you are now dad. Yeah. That's I'm, where. Oh, yeah. We are dad. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. So I think this is... Um, why I felt so lonely because you know for for my partner he he didn't know the feelings I felt inside I think he was just more distraught for me um and how I felt and how I was dealing with it because I could just completely changed and I, yeah, I think and it's extremely difficult for any man to be able to empathise at all with how much loss 
you know, a, a woman is feeling it at that stage. And watching it as well, watching yeah. them go through that hurt. Yeah. Um, um, oh, plus. So, yeah, I, with this, um, I became very angry as well. Um, I just changed. I just changed. I like, I, when I think back to it, think back, it wasn't even that long ago. It was what? How old am I? 29. So, yeah, four years, four years ago. Um, yeah, four years ago. So, I just was in such a bad place just from this one and it became my drive and I was like I need to have a baby I need to have a baby I need I need I need to I, this is my drive now I don't care about anything else I need to fulfill this need and loss yeah. I was also you know at this time I was buying a house um because well I started to buy a house when I fell pregnant uh, because I fell pregnant um and I bought a dog. I was like, I'm going to buy a dog. This is going to make me happy. I need, I need, I was trying to fulfill my life. Like I need all these things to make me feel better. But I didn't, I've only really acknowledged that in the last year that I was doing all these things to um, make myself feel better. Um, that's, but, would you say that's part of the grieving process? That's yeah. Great. I think, so I was, oh, there's so much to it. Um, One of the, the a really hard thing that I had to go through was um, uh, my, my brother and his wife um, fell pregnant um, and there would have only been six weeks difference between when my baby would have been um, due and my nephew, Kian. Bless him. Um, when... <sighs> so she... If I, if you just breathe for a second, she was physically and emotionally and psychologically feeling everything that was yours. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in a completely nonsense. Obviously, this is family, and we don't want to upset anybody or anything like yeah. that. It's not in that regard, but that was you. That was what you were supposed to be having, and almost like it's not fair. Yeah. It definitely and and they felt awkward you know they thought oh no god i've got to tell freya that we're having a baby you know but um i have a lot of um i, I pulled myself away from them a little bit um i mean i'm really close with my brother as well but i i just couldn't be there i just i was grieving the loss and i just could i couldn't I was obviously happy for them. I and I, you know, you, you have you, this is what is a massive thing for someone who is struggling to have a baby is that you're so happy for people, but you are so your heart is breaking inside because you just think that's all I want. That's all I want, and you, you you find that everyone around you is just getting pregnant everywhere, and you think, why? What's happening? Why? Like, why now? Um, and that's a really big thing for for people that suffer with um, trying to get pre pregnant. Uh, it's just the way it is isn't it you can't help it but um I, I pulled myself away from them and I remember in in December when my baby would have been due I remember talking to my brother and I, I had to I just said I'm so sorry I'm so sorry that I've had to pull myself away and you know he's like he completely understood but I, I hold a bit of guilt for that now I feel like I should have been there more but I but I could I, I just couldn't do it I couldn't couldn't That's be there. Right. 
completely understandable that for you. Mm, yeah. yeah. For of course you. it is. Um, so I think that was a, uh, you know, a big part of, of just everything. I, I, I then also had counselling. Um, I had a, I had, I don't know how many sessions, six, seven. I, it helped. It helped me be able to talk to someone. But, and I remember feeling like I was in a hole miles and miles and miles deep and I couldn't even, if I looked up, I couldn't even see a spot of light. I just felt like I was so low. I mean, there'll be times when, I, I don't know, I, I must have had so much anger inside me without realising that I, I had this. Like stupid, I mean, I'm laughing about it now, but like something falls out the cupboard. And I remember just going mental at one point, just like, in front of it around I was just so mad and I remember just thinking what am I doing but I just sobbed I sobbed and sobbed and I remember closing my eyes and it was just darkness and I remember just thinking I can't even open my eyes I can't I don't want to I don't even want to open my eyes I was just so low right, so um, had, had real heavy level of depression that you're talking about you know it's it's not always so me and Danny talked about this it, not so long ago this is a post-traumatic event mm. this is one of those moments now so we said earlier in the conversation about scars on the brain mm. this is a deep one now yeah experience and you've never experienced it before no so again like the world is just swallowing you up and you're completely alone yeah that 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 that's time when i i remember thinking i can't open my eyes after just going mental and then and then crying I remember just being in the kitchen like just it was just uh just bent over just crying and just not being able to open my eyes and I, it's a really strong memory for me because I remember thinking I am in a bad place this is bad I am so low um and I was just I just felt so I, I know I'm going on about it but I just really felt um so low what kind of, you said you went for counselling, <clears throat> what kind was it? Mm -hmm. Different kinds. This was just talking, one-to-one, -one, talking to um, a lady who would just listen, try and help me analyse what I'm doing, but it was mainly, I was mainly just offloading. Yeah, Every yeah. session was draining. Um, but I remember thinking it felt good to talk to someone. It really did help to talk to someone and, you know, to say all how I felt every single thing without nearly offending someone, you know, like, you know, like, oh, so-and-so got pregnant. You can't say that to everyone because they're like, oh, you know, but you've got to be happy for them as well. But inside you're like, right now, I'm not happy for anyone. I'm devastated. And you you can say that to your counsellor or therapist and you don't get judged. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it helped. I wasn't cured. I came out of counselling where um, nearly, just being able to see the light again, just just really still far away, but it, it was starting to appear. I felt like you've off offloaded, let's try and carry on. Um, I got pregnant again. I lost it very early on. Um, <laughs> bless you. Um, yeah. Pardon? 
How soon after was the second one? Uh, um, was it? It was around. How no. long and then what was it that did you want to replace the first one or did it just happen again in the same way the first one? No, no, I was trying to have a baby now. It's all I wanted. I, it was. And you know, I don't know how to describe it. It's not like you're trying to replace it. It because it, it, I don't know. You just want this something that you want now. And I felt like it would right. never be the same. I feel like I named. I didn't name name, but I. I called it Baby B. Um, and that I would always be wondering. And I saw it as a boy as well. I don't know if it was a boy or girl, but I saw it as a boy. And I always will be thinking, how would he have turned out? He was half of me and half of Chris. What would he look like? Um, yeah. And it sticks with me now, very much so. Um, but the second one, it was very early on. It doesn't make it easier. You see the test, you see it positive and you think, oh, don't get excited, don't get excited, don't get excited. Oh, but oh, God, what, oh, what pram would I get? Oh, what should I do? What car would I need to get a different car? Like, you think all of these things straight away, you just start changing. You think, don't. Don't get your hopes up, don't get your hopes up. No, it's happening. No, you know, it's like a battle. It's yeah. stressful. Um, but I lost it very early. Um, so it was not, you know, it wasn't like the first one. It was, you know, it's just, it got me still. Um, and then I was, I had started eating. I turned to food and I'd never really felt like I'd ever really had an excuse for eating before. I didn't even notice I was turning to food until uh, this sounds like it's mean on Chris, but Chris actually brought it to my attention in a nice way, saying like, "I've started to notice. I think you are turning to food to feel like that, you know, to make yourself feel better." And I, I wasn't offended, nothing. And I actually just took a step back and I thought, "Yeah, I am." And we're back after a small break. Um, Freya, you were just saying then that your partner had realised that you'd now started to overeat or used eating as a comfort. Yeah. That was my dog if you heard a weird noise then. Um, um yeah so i i i i, I realized i thought oh my god i took a step back and i thought yeah you're right i am i've never realized that before or ever felt like i'd done that before in my life um but yeah i was definitely i mean i <sighs> i put on about seven stone <sighs> um no hang on about six seven stone ish around that since being with Chris so I probably put on about six stone in two years so within two years I ended up having three miscarriages had a third miscarriage um what are you telling yourself at this stage are, are you focusing everything all your negative attention to this is because I am a bigger person this is my this is my body's way of telling me 
uh, th there was that. Um, but I would be also maybe a bit defensive about that. I knew I had a feeling it was going to be that, but I was very defensive about it. I'm like, well, not every yeah. bigger person has miscarriages. There are loads of people out there who have babies. Why me? And then I'd be thinking, oh, I, I really do need to lose weight. My chances would be better if I lost weight. Um, so, you know, the third miscarriage was very odd. It was a, it was a very strange one. Um, also, my body was all over the place now, so I didn't know what was going on in terms of, like, when you get pregnant, when, you know, all that. I won't go into it too much. Um, but so well, I just because it's personal or because you think people don't want to hear it people probably don't want to hear it <laughs> all right i will because we're look we're two blokes who are always learning yeah is it a case because your body is now sending out mixed signals obviously yeah. this time look well you we can use grown-up words like ovulating and things like that and when it's the right time to get pregnant yeah what you're saying now is that your body is starting to send out mixed messages yeah i think all the hormones, everything that was going on from miscarriages, my body, and I was putting on weight. Um, I just think that it didn't know what I was, what to do. I didn't know if it was a lot of mind as well. Like every month, am I going to be pregnant? Am I going to be pregnant? Am I going to be pregnant? Then I wouldn't. I would be late, and I. But was that my mind or was that my body? Um, just not. Uh, just the hormones. Was it going back to normal? It doesn't go back to normal straight away. Um, but I, I have now come to the conclusion that I think it was part mind, but I had put on a lot of weight and when overweight people, again, saying that I was very defensive about, um, I find that when you're overweight, you can, your cycles can definitely change. Um, and I would mine just i didn't know what was going on i didn't know when i was coming on when i wasn't when this when that and um i when i was late at this time when i was about to have a third miscarriage which i was, didn't realize at the time i was two weeks late and i remember going to the doctors saying i've done all the tests they're all saying negative i don't know what's wrong with me um and they were like well come back in two weeks time when when you know you might have just missed one." <laughs> oh, okay um and actually so it'd been a month and I, I started to, this started to happen. I started to come on and then I thought, okay, cool. I must've just missed one. But this time it was horrendous. I had back pain, like pains shooting up my back, pains all in my thighs. I thought, Christ, I never have this kind of, you know, um, uh, what's the word? Um, Reaction. Yeah. Uh, you know, normally it's just like, slight bad back and then you're you know it's all fine uh, or bad stomach ache when when that time happens but this was something else i thought christ my body's making up for this whole missed um missed month um but i was in agony i, I remember i just couldn't walk I, 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 it was so painful i thought what is happening to me and then i went to the doctors i didn't think i was pregnant i've done loads of tests um i went to the doctors she went, oh we'll do a test just in case and I remember being late for work, so I said, I've really got to go to work. I like, can 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 you just let me know? I never thought it would say yes, like, yes, you're pregnant. I was like, can you let me know? I've really got to go and meet my client. <laughs> and I'm thankfully I knew I knew my client well. And I had the call. I said, Oh, can I just take this call? 
and she's like Freya I've, I've done the test um you are pregnant and I just couldn't I just put my head down and thought right A&E it is because it weren't nothing I knew and she's like you have to go to A&E you've got really bad pains this that and the other you, we don't know what's going on remember going to A&E all of that they didn't like my blood tests um, I went back, I think, a couple of days later, um, and they were like, they did a scan, they couldn't see anything, um, and then, and at this point, I was very overweight now, very overweight. Um, I'd, I was probably near at my biggest. Um, Sorry, take a moment. Um... So, I'll say, I'll, I won't do my weight, say my weight just yet. I'll get to that in a minute because that's okay. a whole bit of a story later on. But I was at near at my biggest and um, I remember sitting in the hospital seat thinking, this seat doesn't fit me. You know, all yeah. the things coming in um, in my mind. Uh, or realization um anyway i um they said look it looks like a miscarriage um lose weight okay cool thanks they rang me the next day freya your blood levels have gone up a lot like i don't know all the ins and outs and all that but it went up by a thousand or something and they were like uh you need to come back into hospital they then thought it was going to be ectopic. I thought, oh gosh, so ectopic, it's, it's in the tube, in your yeah. flow tube. And I thought, oh no. I dangerous, thought, oh, it? yeah, it can be very dangerous, very, very dangerous. And I just thought, oh no, this is, I can't have this. It's like, it's the third time. And now it's going to be even worse because I'm going to end up losing my tube or whatever. But anyway, it was a really weird experience because they tried to do all the tests and look and they couldn't see anything. Was it because I was massively overweight? Maybe. Um, but they said, right, we're just going to keep an eye on you. And then and just, I was I was I was bleeding at this time. I, I had been bleeding. So they were like, you know, you are probably losing it. So anyway, it everything left me naturally. Um, I, I had very strong pains in one side of my um on one side of my body really 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 strong and it was panic I was constantly panicked thinking oh my god is this gonna be is this gonna is it gonna like am I gonna lose my tube you know all of that it was a very stressful time but it wasn't like a, it was a weird one because I did I wasn't emotionally attached to this because I was obviously you think oh my god I'm pregnant but when I found out I knew I was having to go to A&E so the attachment emotionally with with this was just different it was what's gonna happen to me I'm in a really bad place here am I gonna lose my tube um, you know, all of that. Um, I think you emotionally become hardened and detached anyway. You, your initial thought process is... It's not, switch off. Yeah. Yeah. The first yeah. time you'd looked forward to everything, you'd loved the feeling, you'd enjoyed everything about it. Whereas this time the message straight away is it's negative from the off. Yeah. Um. So... I was told that I can go and see the multiple miscarriage team. Once you've had three miscarriages, they let you go and see a team that will investigate bits and pieces, do tests, 
and try and find out if there's any reason to why you're miscarrying. So that happened. Um, had tests, um, and they basically said, "You know, fair, everything looks fine. Um, you know, it sh you know should be all okay. You need to lose weight if you." want to have a healthy baby you have much better chance if you lose weight a lot of weight um, if you wanted to have um, IVF you wouldn't be allowed it because I'm well over the criteria or um, and I just remember thinking oh. I remember thinking that <laughs> was, yeah, was it? I was angry, angry. <laughs> Yes. Travis. Well, <laughs> oh, well, no. Yeah, one moment. <laughs> Travis, come. Travis, come. Travis, come. <laughs> he, he listens. <laughs> come. <laughs> say about TV and working with kids and animals. Yeah, I was just about to say that. I don't work blue with Pete, kids. Remember that Blue Peter when that elephant had a dump? <laughs> 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 or a giraffe or something like that. Oh, We're going to cut this out. <laughs> Dale, did you go to that party at Trev's in Germany? No, Trev didn't invite me. Oh, did you not? No, I only had 20 oh, euros, not 50. Well, any boys? Is it what? Um, obviously, this is seriously traumatic stuff. Um, just having a profound impact, impact on you. On your whole life, really. Um, yeah. What I want you to just cover for us is um, it's obviously going to have an impact on your relationship and how how did you resolve it or how did you get through this as a couple? Because you both come in at different angles, aren't you? He's watching you and having to um, observe you going through all these emotions and this loss as well as being a parent as well. Um, did it cause any friction or arguments? What happened? Um, do you know what? I don't know. I don't actually feel like I can remember. I felt like I was so... just in my head. Was it Bounce me a lot of tears. That's uh, it. Yeah, but again, it. And he knows it. I say it to him now, and he he and he he knows I'm saying this. But I was very lonely. Um, he I I was he didn't he didn't understand what I was really going through, and um and he would always say to me, I feel more upset because you're feeling this way. He didn't emotionally get attached to everything that I was going through. Um. And you know, I remember saying this. I would never want him to fit. I, I want a part of me wanted him to just have one day of how I felt, so he understood. But I would never want that for him because I would have never wanted him to feel how I felt. Yeah, empathy, isn't it? Empathy, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's something now that every woman who's watching this now, Freya is with you mm. 
they're with you they understand they can empathize and you know i got a lump in my throat before so i, I believe there's going to be a, a lot of ladies are going to be with you but as two blokes who are talking to you now you could probably see it from your partner's side a little more but completely understand mm. all all we can do is be upset again for when partners are going through stuff we can be upset that they're hurting yeah but again mm -hmm. would never 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 fully understand or appreciate what's happened yeah i think blame as well dale yeah he might think am i failing is it because of me why freya just going through all this you know it, as a, a relationship it's it's having a massive impact on both of you mm. Yeah. Um, also, what's scary is that we we were um, I fell pregnant eight months in, so we had been going through this for like the last few years. Like we, it, from the very beginning, really, when you're supposed to be having a great time, yeah. we were going through a shit time. <laughs> or I was going through a really shit time, and he was having to try and deal with that. It, it was kind of like. I don't know. I, 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 I can't explain it. A lot would have split up, really. So you, I think just after one, but three. So you, your relationship is obviously very strong. From an outsider looking in, it must be very strong. Yeah, I think, um, I, think I just... I, yeah. I, I also... He had to deal with... Uh, I, I also felt like I had to depend on him a lot. I um I didn't want to go out anymore. I put on so much weight mm. that I just my anxiety of going outside and I'd let friends down. Oh yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, I'm coming. Yeah, the next that day. Oh no, I can't come. Oh, you know, I, yeah. I just I just stopped living. I honestly I was just um not living my life anymore. I you know before you know yeah okay I, we've spoken about putting on persona but i was still so uh you know an outgoing sociable person love laughing love being around people love talking love you know i loved that and i just wasn't that anymore i just didn't want to be around people um i didn't want to go out i was worried about going to restaurants because i wasn't going to fit into the seat is there going to be booths in that restaurant like oh i'm not going to fit um going out wanting to go on holiday didn't want to go on holiday anymore um don't want to get an extension belt i have been in that situation i had to get extension belts you know are these real these were real freya this is real now this is not your own anxiety this is not this is, this is real you you really were looking at restaurants and looking at the layout and thinking i'm not going to fit in that space google every single if we were supposed to go out I'd be like right google I, need, I was looking up every restaurant that we had to go to to see what kind of chairs they had. I Part of me feels, am I embarrassed by that? Um, I'm not really now. I was probably six months ago when I think back to it. Like, oh, but it's, I've come to, oh, obviously I've lost weight now and I'm realising that this was a massive deal for me. Just going out places, worrying about chairs. Chairs was a huge part of my anxiety going places because I, I was very big and like my hips were the largest part of me 
And this was the horriblest fear of of going out. Oh my god, it's horrible. I'm thinking back to it. It was horrible. So I just stopped going out, and I depended on Chris. Right, we're staying in. Let's just eat, 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 because that's the only thing that we can do at home and give ourselves some something. Oh, it make me happy. Was the food bringing any happiness? Well, you do think so at the time, don't you think? Oh, yeah, that was really yeah. nice. Yeah, great. It's and then funny calls like... exercise, isn't it? And uh, anky panky. Yeah. <laughs> after that, that's when it—it's just a vicious cycle. It sounds like. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was very. I was getting into a very unhealthy way of living. Um, when I mean, there's so much. I, I sometimes think, do smaller people realise that bigger people have these fears? Because I remember telling a family member, like, I was worried about sitting in certain seats and they just couldn't believe it. They were like, what? We've ne- I've never thought that. No. Um, which would make bigger people feel better because they think that you people are constantly thinking, oh, that person's not going to fit. That person, you know. That... But uh, I was... Oh my gosh. I was 27 stone, 10 pounds. So I, this was me at my biggest. So it's not surprising that I didn't fit into seats or I was worried about going on a coach. I remember being on a coach and trying to get through the fucking middle of it. Wow. Yeah. It is just, oh. God, it's horrible. The you, know, you start to be conscious that people are watching you during these actions. and Yeah. How old were you at this point? 28. I'm 29 now. Right, so you're at your biggest now ever. Yeah. What, what point did you come to the realisation that enough is enough now? I need to sort this out. When I went to the multiple miscarriage team, they said, right, your weight is a big issue. Let's try CBT. I had cognitive behavioural therapy and Dr. Dr. Matthew B. (laughs) (laughs) I had a doctor called Dr. Matthew Biedman and I literally thank him so much. Um, I wrote to him, I wrote him an email a couple of months ago saying to him where I'm at now. I'm not saying like every, he cured me, but he made me realise a lot about myself. And it was so nice to tell him like how much I appreciated how much he helped me. Yeah. So I started cognitive, cognitive behavioural therapy and I started to learn about myself. Um, I realised why Why did I look at myself in the mirror and say nasty things constantly? I was constantly putting myself down. I, you know, why I did certain things. I think we come to the conclusion that I always had this fear of failure from a very young age, which it started to just come around. And I, and it, and I just like, this is definitely so true. Even just like, as I'm going like later on in life, I've lost weight. You know, when I lost that five stone, I, I did it. I did it. I, it all came back on again. And it's kind of like, oh, I'm going to start a diet again. Oh, no, you're just going to fail again. Don't even bother. Like there was all these so many times I was just constantly like, oh, you're just going to let yourself down again. Just just carry on as you're doing. Like just get on with your life. Just doing what you're doing. But I wasn't that wasn't the answer. Um, I remember having the uh, CBT and um, 
we viewed it as my life was a bucket and this fear of failure was the size of a football and it was fulfilling the bucket and I had no movement around this. It was just stopping me from living. With techniques, um, things I'd learned, I started to think I need to start changing my life now um, and trying to make this ball a lot smaller. Um, I develop your growth mindset, looking at things positively. You know, I've got weight to lose. You know, it's the failure. I can get things wrong because I can go and have another go at it. Yeah. So th this is what this process has given you now. It's uh, you, you're starting to realise you can have a fresh outlook. Definitely. Um, How do you get you to sorry to jump in? How do you get you to um, alter these negative thought processes? It would be things like, you know, realizing. Say, if I looked at myself in the mirror and I'd go, oh, you know, oh, you know, I, I, naturally I would think something negative, but I wouldn't even acknowledge it. So it was acknowledging that I was saying these horrible things about myself and and realizing this is just a thought. It's not a fact. It's a thought, and it's my thoughts. It's not someone else's thoughts. Um, it was saying horrible words that I would name, I would call myself and saying them over and over and over and over again and saying, actually, this word doesn't even mean anything now. It's just a word. Um, it was taking... Um, Control. Yeah. Yeah, because your yeah. beliefs, your thoughts and beliefs, they're not always true, are they? Even though you hold them, everyone's got different ones, and you hold them very personal to, and close to you, it doesn't make them true. No. And you say nasty things and believe in it, but you finally figure out that it's not true. I had a, a big step is that, it's massive. Yeah, it's massive. like you were repeating, you're repeating what people have told you throughout your formative years and stuff like that, just repeating those words back at yourself. So you've You've gone to the CBT, you, you, you're getting this different outlook now. Yeah, uh, we, we did. No. Oh, sorry to cut you off. That's all right. You, you've said you've, you've taken this psychological step forward. Physically, you, you're still the biggest you've ever been. Medically now, uh, as in physically medically, have you been told by anybody it's time to lose weight? This is this is going to start affecting your internal organs, you know, your heart, everything like that, because your heart stays the same size. Yeah, all your organs are. Yeah. yeah. At any point now, are you told you could be potentially damaging yourself? <sighs> Throughout every time you go to the doctors, when you're a bigger person, you're constantly told you need to lose weight you know you you've got diabetes that runs in your family you need to take control you need to do this you need to do that when and you know it I, I knew it I just just was in such a shit place that I just couldn't take control of it um when I went back when I'd finished my CBT um sessions I Went back to the multiple miscarriage team, just, you know, it's like a checkup. How are you doing? Oh, you still haven't lost weight. <laughs> right. 
right, let's try something else. Let's try a weight management team. I didn't know what that was. I'm, they'd said, here you go, here's a time, go here, see how you like it. I had no idea what I was getting myself in for. Um, I remember having a flu jab and um, the nurse said to me, this is before I went to the class, the nurse said to me, oh, I can see on your notes here, oh, you might not even need this next year, you might have, you might have your weight loss surgery and um, you won't need it. I was like, what? Weight loss surgery? No, I'm just going to weight management team. But I didn't say anything. I was just sort of really confused. I thought, oh, she's got me confused with something. I don't know. I don't want to talk to her about it. Yeah, okay, get on with the flu jab. Right, see you later. <laughs> um, because I was having flu jabs because I was overweight. So I was, I was allowed to have flu jabs, which is amazing, by the way. But anyway, um, <laughs> I went to this management team. My mum came with me. Got to bring her along. Come on, mum. <laughs> Give me support. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm scared. Um, and you basically learn about, well, actually, you know, your first session, you meet loads of different people, like um, a doctor, you meet a nurse, you meet someone that's a therapist, you meet all these different people. But I didn't even know what I was stepping myself in for. I, thought, I don't even know what this is. Yeah. And they said to me, Freya, you, this is about, you can, you can go to these classes and learn about food, calories, intake, outdate, oh, everything. And I was okay, great. Yeah, I, I want that. So they're trying um, to give you some education. Yeah. And I honestly, I think this is an amazing thing that they do. Um, but they, with these classes, it can lead on to, you can potentially have weight loss surgery if you fit the criteria, if you go to all these sessions, if you lose a certain amount of weight, la, 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 la. Um, and I remember coming out of there saying, like, oh, mum, like, I, I, I don't think I want surgery. Um, and she was like, well, you don't need, you don't have it then. You know, you don't have to do it. You just go to these classes and learn. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to do that. I went to the second class and after it, it was just sparked a little like, oh, weight loss surgery. Oh, what does what, what does that really involve? Um, it was in my head then. And I thought. I also, I, Chris had asked me to marry him as well, so I was getting married in... Good luck, Chris. <laughs> Get on your knees, boy. <laughs> I took the bloody ring out of the box, it was pitch black, and I was like, oh, let's have a look, and I was like, cheers, put it on my own fucking finger. <laughs> and also, oh, hang your head in shame. And I, my engagement ring oh, now fits on my middle finger. Look. Oh, what? <laughs> that's that's a that's a lot of weight I lost there. <laughs> it's massive. It falls off. Anyway, uh, we'll get to that bit. Um, so I was thinking, shit. I'm also getting married very soon. Um, maybe. Driver, isn't it? Yeah. Kind of photos, dresses. Yeah. That's a big thing for a girl, isn't it? Definitely. And I picked a massive venue. Loads of people going. I was thinking. So all these people are going to have to look at me and I'm going to hate myself. Um, what am I going to do? Uh, so it sparked a thought in my mind and I thought, I think I might do this. But I was getting very late. To the, you know, I would have to be on this course or whatever for six months. Um, and then you then have to go on a waiting list and blah, blah, blah. And it, is this, Sorry, is this through the NHS? Through the NHS. It's a, okay. it's a long process. 
Um, and I just got it in my head then. I thought, I, I think I'm going to have to do this privately. Um, I remember talking to my loads of people about it. And they were like, why are you doing this? You can do it yourself. Chris also felt this way. Freya, you can do it on your own. You can do it. And I remember thinking, I am so far gone. I am so low. I cannot do this on my own. I, I feel like I need something to just help me. Um, a family member of mine had also had a weight loss surgery. Um, and so I got a lot of advice of her. Um, I would be having a different surgery to her, but it was, you know, overall, it's still sort of similar. Um, and she told me that this will change your life dramatically, but just know it's not, it's not a magic wand. You have to work at it still. And I remember, you know, people probably right now will hear me say weight loss surgery and go, oh, that's how you lost a load of weight. Easy. I, sorry, Danny, what did you say? What's it involved the surgery? So I chose to have, yeah, so you mean there are loads of, well there's like four different types but on the NHS you can either have a gastric sleeve, well in this area anyway, you can have a gastric sleeve, I don't know the full, there's like a full on word for this stuff but generically it's called a gastric sleeve and a gastric bypass, um, a gastric bypass I was like oh I don't want that um, because it's, I felt like it was more invasive, like they move your small intestines up and they yeah, attach yeah. it to like a smaller part of something, of your yeah. make a smaller part of your stomach, but everything stays inside still. I went for a gastric sleeve and I had about 70-80% of my stomach completely removed and um, I'm left with sort of like a long um, stomach that's an inch or two wide. But with a sleeve, I... Um, you can eat well for me this is my situation i can eat anything i want still um and this is something that i'm ha I, I haven't sh i haven't shouted about me having a gastric sleeve on my social medias because i feel like when you when you hear the word weight loss surgery people are, a lot of people think oh that you chose the easy way out like that's you cheated that and, I, and now I feel like this is a place where I can actually explain. It is not probably what a lot of people think it is. It's not a magic wand. I have to train four or five times a week to still lose weight. I can still have around 2,000 odd calories a day still. I'm just restricted on the amount of food I can eat. But once that goes down, half an hour later, if I wanted to, I can eat more. So you can still eat the same amount as what I could before, but I just have to break it up. So you yep, still yep. have to mentally change your outlook on life. On I just want to, yeah, I just want to go back. Yeah. You were saying, obviously, you, you know, you've not broadcasted it. You've not put it out there in the public domain. So thank you very much for choosing this platform to do that. 100% thanks very much. Um, I want to reiterate, go back over. You said people will think, oh, weight loss surgery, that's how she lost all the weight. Is that what you're thinking people are thinking or that's what you think is the image that it portrays? Um, the image, well, I've had evidence that people yeah. think cheating. Um, that's the word, okay? I'm telling you now from us two, you ain't cheating nothing. No, because no. by the, the fundamental aim of any of these processes is your health. 
this is what we're getting at here. It's not yeah. we're not promoting it's the be all and end all for everybody because everyone has different ways and means of achieving things. But it's it's your health. Is the focus? Yeah. This, this is no cosmetic surgery. You haven't done this because you've seen different people in magazines on the TV. I'm not saying you're a silly person that does that kind of thing. This was health. Yeah. This is, you've suffered loss. Mm. You know, you've had miscarriages. Uh, you've put tremendous amount of weight on. You know, the doctors have said, this is not good for you at all. You've got to change. And this is one of the routes we're going to take you down. Yeah. You haven't cheated anybody. Somebody gave me a drill at the weekend. I ain't gone out the back starting making loads of benches. <laughs> you know, you, you can give someone a tool, but they've got to learn how to use that tool. Yeah. You, you haven't cheated anything. You, you're still having to, I'm going to swear now, you're still having to graft your fucking ass off. Yeah, I've quite a lot, sorry. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know... Again, you're talking to me and Danny, but the message that you're putting out there is possibly to people who are in your similar situation. Absolutely. Um, I was very overweight. I was very overweight. For me, I felt like I'd, I was so far gone and I just thought, I'm running out of time here to have a baby. I'm running out of time here. I'm getting married all these things I thought I need to I, I need it now I need I can't seem to stay focused to do this on my own right now I need something to help me um I had to lose a, well you have to before you have the surgery you have to go on a liver shrinkage diet so you're restricted to I don't know 800 calories or something and I lost um a stone in eight pounds in two weeks had the operation again I've gone pro well, say, say that again <laughs> <laughs> and eight pounds yeah two weeks <laughs> it's you know because obviously you're telling your story you drift over those kind of numbers but wow <laughs> this is prior to your surgery I so yeah I, I i lost that weight went and had the surgery and it, <laughs> the f coming out of surgery was horrendous. Uh, you're made to get up straight away and sit in a chair. And what I will say is, this is saying that I, <laughs> that I am so mad about still, right? This surgery is for bigger people. I mean, I'm smaller people, you know, not small, small people, but smaller than me. We're having surgery this this surgery but mainly when you're having this surgery people are very 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 overweight i had to sit in a chair <laughs> that was so small for me like i was i remember i was on i i was on a lot of medication still i was on a, i was on a few like drugs with this and i remember going mental going i've paid for this surgery <laughs> and i'm sitting in a chair that i don't fit in what Oh, my, oh, it must have been such hard work. My mum said to me, she was like, you are so mean with these poor nurses. I thought, oh, no. now I think back and think, oh, no. But that chair was too small for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, you know, private hospitals out there, make sure the chairs fit. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, 
I've had the surgery and I'm still got like I still don't fit into a fucking seat. <laughs> <laughs> I need to sort. Can we cut the swearing out? My mum would end up watching this and she'd be like, "What are you swearing for?" Live and uncensored. Yeah. Sorry, carry on. What did you say? Trevor doesn't mind swearing, is where he? Oh, no. I don't know where he is. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been given this tool now? Yes, I've given the tool. Um, you're going privately. You don't get a lot of education. You get some leaflets. Um, and, go, and they go, right, there you go. I was in hospital, I think, two nights. And they're like, see you later. If you've got any problems, give us a call. You do have, I went with a, uh, I did, <laughs> yeah, next, um, I went with a company to do this, I wish I went straight with the hospital, um, like I think I would have had more, more visit, oh. yeah, more aftercare, I don't know how much, but I think there would have been more than what I was getting, I was just getting a phone call from a nurse who would ring me every so often, um, I did have, I didn't have any crazy complications, I had, um, something going on in my esophagus um after the surgery for a good few months it was i'd get sharp pains i didn't know you know they didn't know what was wrong with me they were thinking oh we're gonna have to start doing some tests on you and find out what's going on um but anyway it actually went on its own um so i i don't know whether that was a healing process whether i was getting acid reflux and it was affecting yeah. the um the scarring or you know while it's trying to heal it was a very odd thing um but anyway luckily touch wood thing all of that i i haven't had any horrible complications from it um but i never regretted it even the day i was in horrendous pain because they blow you up with gas obviously to do keyhole surgery and the gas trying to leave your body and like through your neck through your shoulders through your back everywhere like it's just within your skin and it's horrendous pain um i still didn't regret it i was just like no this is going to be the start of my life but the day before i thought i was going to die i thought what am i doing i i did videos to all of my family i, I was like i'm gonna die i just had it in my head that what have i done but i paid for this now and i thought well i can't pull out now <laughs> <laughs> um so and I was I, I honestly had this feeling I was going to die. I was just thought I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Um, and I cried so much the day before. And then the, the day came when I was having the surgery. I didn't cry once until I got onto the bed and they were going to wheel me through. And I remember saying, I'm scared. I'm scared. And they were like, be fine. You'll be fine. And I was fine. Oh, you're telling me lies. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I was fine and I never regretted it once. Um, right. So the results of having a gastric sleeve. Yeah. You're yeah. out. You're healed. Healing. You're healing. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll get to healed. <laughs> but the positive part now of your journey, you, you psychologically start to think differently. Yes. You've been given this tool now where you can start to change physically. Yes. Were, how did you start that process? Where were you going? What you doing? What you finding? Having a new well, it wasn't a new stomach, but it is a new stomach in a way. I didn't. I felt like I could feel everything that I was 
eating, swallowing. So uh, when you first come out of surgery, you, you go up, you have liquid for two weeks, pureed food for another two weeks, and then mushed up food for another two weeks, and then you go on to normal foods. But you have to test it. You have to slowly introduce your food. So you feel every single thing that you swallow, like you, you're really conscious, like you don't want to put your fingers in your mouth, or you know, you don't want to do anything because you're like, I, this is this is precious. I can feel everything. You know, yeah. like normally you don't feel nothing, do you, when you eat, or you just don't really think about it until you're really full, when you think, oh my god, I'm stuffed. But this was, I could feel things. And uh, I was very aware of my stomach, so I was very conscious about what I was putting in my body, what I was drinking. Um, uh, it, it's that was the start of me, my mind changing. Like, I need to look after this stomach um, because this is going to be what saves me and saves my life and gives my life back. Um, and I started to eat healthy. I was again I'm eating smaller meals at this early stage I, 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 you know you, you're conscious to think I've got to get my protein in I don't want to fulfill myself with carbs because I need the protein to have all my nutrients everything you're just much more aware of how your body what your body needs because you can become deficient very quickly in things I became b12 deficient and then later on came folate deficient which could lead on to be an iron deficient so I was I was but I didn't follow the rules I um stopped I didn't take multivitamins. I didn't do all those because I'm just very rubbish at taking pills. I'm not a really good advocate. Your, edu your education has changed. Yeah. So your physical <laughs> process now, are you thinking, well, it's time to go back to tennis or swimming or anything like that? What's Where's this started to come into your life, your, your physical side? I, in my head, had... Right, once I lose... I was doing a PT session with... Um, someone that I was seeing once a week um and but I wasn't that was um but I was doing that before I had the surgery um but I just wasn't going anywhere still you know I was doing it but I wasn't losing weight like I should be one session a week you know is that gonna help you've got to change your food not just you know just exercising so um I said to myself once I lose four stone I'm gonna join the gym that's down the road um but i had in my head i have to lose four stone first once i hit four stone then i'll do it so i'd lost four stone and i joined my gym that i love very much called combat fuel fitness um and i remember being i mean chris um my husband he goes to that gym and he said right come with me your first time We'll talk to Alex, who owns the gym, and he'll make you, you know, tell you what to do. Okay, okay. And I remember going in there thinking, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, I don't want to be here. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. Oh. And... Is it... Sorry, just to paint the picture for everybody else. Is it a traditional gym of running no. machines, mirrors? No. Or is it very unconventional? Very... Yeah, very unconventional. It's not some massive leisure centre gym. It's a small gym. Um... <laughs> um i'm gonna say <laughs> you walk in there you don't think i don't know how to describe it 
it looks very masculine as well when you walk in there so that's probably another thing for women who are going in there probably thinking oh god like is there going to be people like me in here um but do you know what looks with vests with the nipples out and beards yeah. <laughs> <laughs> none of that none of that <laughs> yeah it was um uh yeah so it's um what is it a small gym with not all the up-to-date equipments not got all like the tvs or ma um, mirrors and the big sound system it is just you yeah. know it was i think what we spoke yeah. about before in the green room <laughs> when we all had a chat again it's going to that cosmetic it's not a cosmetic gym no this is a grafters gym this is a community helping each other gym like people yeah. are there for themselves but also for other people um yes so <laughs> signed up got myself a program i was like right i'll come back when chris comes back in a couple of days alex was like no <laughs> you're coming back tomorrow um i will see you at 11 a.m tomorrow i hope you'll be here and i needed that you know like yeah you think oh my god like I don't know if I'm going to do this, I don't know, but actually I needed that little push, that little bit of belief in me to say, yes, you can come in, like, yes, you can come to this gym and you can work out for it. Doesn't matter how big you are, you can come here and do this. So I did, I turned up the next day on my own um, and I, I started working out and Alex behind me going, saying to other people Freya just signed up yesterday and she's here look at her she's here today on her own doing it you know he even though you feel a bit embarrassed but you're also like yeah yeah I did like I'm, I am pleased I've done this you know like yeah you were given yeah, a bit like Danny just said a bit of empowerment the boost that yeah maybe you've been missing yeah after that comes the dibs <laughs> <laughs> look at my legs <laughs> get up stiffer <laughs> Yeah. You, definitely, you said earlier on in the in, in the uh, in the chinwag that no. you're, you've never been in. Yeah, you've never been introduced into this no pain, no gain. No. Now someone's saying, here's a big bucket of it. Here yeah. it is. This is this is the hurt locker. Yeah. <laughs> Come so, and get in it. <laughs> Before when I joined, you know, when I did my lost my five stone way back. Um, yeah. I obviously joined the gym. I still hated it. I hated every session. I hated going on the running machine. I hated going on the rowing machine. I hate, well, actually, I like playing squash, but, you know, even still, I was like, oh, I don't want to get out of breath, you know, like, but I was having to do it, but I didn't enjoy it. When I started this gym, it took me, I don't know, a week or two to start thinking, do I like it? I started to get to know people. I started talking to people. I started to build relationships with people. Um, one being one of my best friends now, Kiri. Shout, um, out. shout out to my bestie. <laughs> um, you know. The circles are changing. Big, that I was just about to say actually, because I'd moved from being a Surrey girl <laughs> into Hampshire, only half an hour down the road. But I was, you know, I was living a new life. I had no one here. I had no friends really close to me, um, which is also going back to the whole relationship thing. Me and Chris just only had each other. Um, so 
you know now we we're part of a new community and we're starting to make friends and um <laughs> i just thought of something so me and chris are very different as people very different i am very loud i'm very talkative i'm very sociable all of that yeah. chris, <laughs> chris is very quiet he's very shy um you know all of that he says to me now that gym was my place and you've taken over <laughs> <laughs> i said well you wanted us to make friends I'm... <laughs> um what's different about the routines obviously you know you've said you're not enjoying the, the treadmill so what are you doing you're hitting tires with hammers you're picking up massive stuff and <laughs> what, what is it that's different um i am well it's you can do your cardio you do your rowing you, you the bike you can do all that but it's a, a weight training gym really so i was the first time starting to lift weight and i fell in love with it i mean i'm don't get me wrong i'm not i'm no like i don't know i don't even know what they're called like mr the universe but <laughs> But, but, <laughs> but I started to train, weight train, lift weights, resistance weights. I was doing doing something that I hadn't really done before and I really started to enjoy it. I loved going to the gym. I loved the people that I was seeing um, and meeting and just talking to. And, and that gym is honestly fulfilled with such a variety of people. It's unbelievable, uh, the versatility there. Um, and that's what makes it so special. I feel it's not, it's not full of people that. It's not full of plastics. No. Oh, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. But it's, uh, it seems like you've you've it's joined a, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah real people, but you've joined a winning environment now. Yeah. But, you know what you're saying is people are happy to see you doing well, as as Absolutely. as the, you bounce off them. Absolutely, and it's so genuine that you. We'll have days where we call them like um, lifting club on a Sunday. We all get behind each other. We're willing everyone on to do their best. Like, let's do your best. Um, do your B BP today. Let's do oh, P. Oh, what am I saying? PB. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get me words out. Um, and we're just all rooting for each other. And it is so amazing to 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 be backing people and for people to back you it is just i've just fell in love with supporting other people and helping other people and people having that belief in me it's it's such a powerful feeling when someone believes in you um and you believe in others uh and that is where i'm at now in life i'm all about trying to help other people being honest with people i've said I've said earlier that I don't shout about my operation on my social media. However, the reason for that is because I wanted to be at a target weight before I was to do it. I am not ashamed of me having the operation. Um, it is has massively changed my mindset, but it has to be clear that for me to lose weight, I have to train. It is not a magic wand for me. It yeah. it might be for someone else, but for me, it de certainly isn't. Because I still eat all the foods I could eat before. Um, obviously, I'm still trying to learn to think. Right now, put the chocolate bar down. 
you've had enough you know like I, I have to learn that I oh yeah I can only I should only have a certain amount of that I should I don't want to deprive myself of things I want a healthy relationship with food which I've never ever had before so I have whatever I want but I'm just control it now so well you know you try and control it which I'm trying to say is that I have to train still I have to work out um to yeah. lose weight um I could have looks like we're doing because yeah. look we, we naturally we, we we've gone through a lot of topics and you, your eyes have lit up you start talking about these people at the gym a best friend now who is empowering you all the time you go into a lifting club where people are just like fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> do it do it do, do it, it. Do it. <laughs> all, all this positive surrounding you like danny said before a, a different circle yeah it is honestly I, i'm so grateful for that place i can't tell you yeah, I need to ask you, a big focus of that was um, the community spirit that you felt, so you're cheering each other on, you're encouraging and empowering each other, but as we'll all know, about two months ago, all that stopped. Yeah. So that now. How have you been coping from then up till now? Top question. Ah, okay, so I was very nervous um when the lockdown was starting to be talked about i thought oh my god what if i go back to my old ways because i can put on weight just because i've had the operation i can still put on weight now um and i do i do i do flutter i go up and down and down i don't allow myself to go up too high but and i reel it back in take control and get back to it that is something i've had to learn um in this last year so I had the operation in April last year and I've lost nine stone ten pounds now I know I've lost a person which is just insane um, in the membrane <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing now but yeah you are you, yeah, you, so, like said, you you're in lockdown now you're not going to that happy place what have you managed to uh so yeah obviously at first i was like oh my god what am i gonna do what am i gonna do but this has been a test to me and my strength and my mentality to go you're still cracking on girl get out in your garden still train don't know what i'm doing half the time i'm swinging a kettlebell around but it's doing something because I'm making the next day. Well, it isn't. Look, you're out there. So you're setting up at home. Yes. I think people who can get on and follow your social media will see you're, you're doing interactive sessions with other people. Is that your friend? Yes, that is my good friend. Shout out. Kiri. Yeah, there you go. You got your shout out. You got two now. Isn't that an absolute fantastic litmus test of everything has worked? Every yeah. step, every change that you've made, the CBT, the the surgery, going to this happy place and yeah. learning and changing the education is now when it's been removed from you, you haven't gone into that pit of fucking misery dilly dilly um you're self-motivating yeah it's proving that it's working absolutely what, and I, is, is that focus well what is the focus is it still your health or is it 
because I know you set a lot of goals and milestones that you want to achieve. What's what's the the end game? So obviously, when this all started, it was like I need to have a baby. I need to have a baby. I obviously still have that within me. I I, I do want to have a baby, um, but it's not my everything right now. I am finally. I can't believe I haven't said this yet. That I'm finally finding happiness within myself. I'm starting to learn who I am. I'm not completely there yet. I, I'm still learning, but I'm yeah. starting to find myself and find who I am and and to actually like myself. It's just a mad thing. Good, isn't it? It's a mad thing. I was about to swear then. It's an effing crazy thing to feel. Uh, that. You mentioned the hole before, oh. and barely be able to see out of it. And to now, it was a massive, massive transformation. I can't even tell you. I'm so out of that hole, and I'm running around on that grass. Psychedelic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm having a great time. Um, well, not right now. We're in lockdown, but before that, no, no, I still am. I'm still in a really good place. Um. It's still challenging, you know, with this whole lockdown. It is challenging. It's not easy. And some days you're not motivated. But then I have to I have to have a word my, with myself and go, come on, you need to reach your next milestone. Like, come on, you're nearly at 10 stone now. You know, come on, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And, and I'm doing this for me now. This is for me. And there's, this is for no one else apart from me. And um, and I'm giving my life, I'm giving myself a life again. I'm finally start living. So yeah, the goals, yeah, I do want to have a baby, but now I'm just want to live. I want to live my life when I just felt when I've wasted so well so many years just not living, and um, it's such a good feeling. I know it sounds cheesy, but it is so good when you've been in such a bad place to finally feel like you're coming out i mean i've still got a long way to go i mean i know i've lost 10 stone but i've still got a lot of weight to lose still um but doing it in a happy place and not in a necessity to appease other people's views or opinions like you said you're enjoying your journey yeah i am i am and i'm not i'm not really that impatient with it either um i mean i've heard 10 stone a lot in a year but i'm i'm not I'm just enjoying going to the gym and feeling stronger and seeing the weight come off and enjoying being around people that are like-minded and have the same passions and want the best for you. And um, like I said, when, when you find people, new people who come into your life and believe in you, it's a really powerful feeling. Yeah. It's winners, winners being with winners, it, it's infectious, isn't it? We, yeah. we know a guy, uh, I ain't going to give him a shout out, but he knows who he is. He's absolutely massive. <laughs> and as in tall, you can't help when you're around that person, just try and you be the best that you can be. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're never going to emulate anything that he's done or anything like that. But it's just that. And for him to turn around and go, you were really good at that. That was good, that. You're like, whoa. <laughs> people to be around. I think it feels yeah. nice to be around them. Yeah. People don't make you feel like that. <clears throat> they need to evaluate them circles. I think. And it was, um, yeah. 
you've done something for us as well, which, you know, Daddy walked behind. He nearly had a cry the other day. Woo! There we oh, go. Oh, Daddy. <laughs> which brings us on you. you ah, oh, bless you. journey with something else. Of course. So. What is it? You know, you've got a professional business. Plug so your business. Go for it. <laughs> get it in there well obviously uh, my business is called my prince m-y-e prince i began this business after i lost my first um baby my miscarriage my first miscarriage and baby it was my baby b um and it was my way of uh, dealing with it um i wanted to help other people who'd been through similar situations so I was creating in memory prints of baby angels um, for grieving parents to be able to honour their baby in some way. That's how my business began. It began growing um, and it's now at a point where it isn't just that I do but it's the soul, it is the soul of my business um, and, I, and I talk about it a lot on like the Instagram page. Um, What's it called? You plug in. My prince. There you go. <laughs> hey, check it out. No, uh, <laughs> and so it's developed, and I now do a variety of prints, creative designs, illustrations, printing, um, personalized wrapping that, paper. I do it all, baby. Well, I don't do it all. But well, for the guys as well. Look, for the guys sat at home thinking, yeah. oh no, we're in lockdown. I don't know what to buy my wife, my partner, my girlfriend, or, you know, vice versa for anniversary, present, whatever. What's on there? What can they come on and purchase? <laughs> oh, there's so, I mean, a lot of things I do, are, I do have a collection of prints online. So there will be personalized prints that can be um, used as gifts. Um, but a lot of people contact me via Instagram, say, can you do something like this? Or have you got something in mind that, would work for a gift for my wife, etc., etc., and um, I'll come up with something. So a lot of what I do is um, on what's the word? Um, Wait, ask her for gift. I can't think what I was trying to say. Bespoke. Bespoke. That's the one, Danny. <laughs> Bespoke. You got it. <laughs> Bespoke. That is what I meant. So yeah. Um, are you, you going to be, I've heard um, there's rumours in the, on the uh, grapevine that you're going to look into doing a bit of merch or t-shirts maybe? Yeah, that is definitely something that I'm looking into doing t-shirts um, and on other top, ladies. merch, what did you say? Strappy tops for the ladies. Guys. <laughs> I can't hear you daddy, sorry. What are, they gonna, what are these t-shirts going to have on them? Well, there may well be a collection just for the Two Guys podcast. Hooray! Yeah! You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, so w w there are ideas floating around at the moment. We are in talks as a team as to what may come. Um, so, yeah, keep your eyes peeled. And it will probably be coming through my prints, so keep an eye Follow, on the website. Share, like, yeah, yeah, website. Like, and support. <laughs> Definitely. Um, got to that point now. 
hopefully, not hopefully, we know you've shared a lot and it's, I think a lot, a lot of ladies out there are 100% going to relate with your story about the pains yeah. that you've been through. I think a lot of blokes even are going to be able to watch this and maybe look at the misses in a bit of a different light and have learned a lot. Yeah. Who out there now gets your shout outs? Oh, there's so many. Um, I mean, it's when I was going through the bad times, um, I had close people with me helping me through. Um, but I'm going to talk about fitness wise. My my friend Lottie, she is she's a fit person bloody hell she does crossfit she's so fit it's unreal but she it's so nice to now have something in common with her about fitness but she you know we've been best friends since year seven so massive shout out to lottie she she's amazing um and obviously kiri my gym partner now um we get we get we just get it through with each other it's the best ah uh, she makes me very happy um the gym massively oh my god i love that gym through and through i could and everyone that goes there um i don't know who else there's just so many people yeah so uh, many husband, uh, <laughs> husband. <laughs> your mom i hope no i'm joking <laughs> of course of course then but i feel like it's an award ceremony i don't want to go too sobby Nah, it's right. Um, we, we've yeah. got to, we, we, you know, again, thank you for everything that you've done for us. You, you've created something that we had as an idea into yeah. something physical. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. And most of all, it was a point that me and Danny, we spoke about this for a very long time, about the direction we wanted this podcast to be, who we wanted it to be for, yeah. for everyone to come on and tell their story no matter who you are. And I think perception-wise, you've blown it out of the water. What people maybe thought, who know me and him, what we'd be talking about on a regular basis, th this has blown it right out of the water. Can't thank you enough. Yeah, you've been a, a fundamental and key key asset, i say. It's part of what we're trying to achieve. And we're, I think we're all in agreement that it's, it's, it is going to go big as this. And I can't thank you, same as Dale, for, for helping us. And between us, I think we're going to do a lot of good and help a lot of people. Yeah, and that is what it's all about. I mean, this is why I'm I'm a very open person anyway. And, you know, to share, I've always shared about miscarriages, even though some people think, why, why would you share that? You know, like we're this generation that we're in now, it is good to talk, be open. It helps. Don't suffer on your own. Even if you're not in a bad place, just being able to talk, you can help so many people and you don't even realise who you're helping. And that's it, just be people just watching it. Um, from when you, just before we, went, we pressed the record button on here, you were obviously quite nervous and how do you feel now? Do you feel relaxed, better? How you, where are you at? No, I feel good. I, I'm, I feel good. I feel like I can now talk. Before, I probably rambled so much because I was so nervous trying to get it all out. I probably made no sense. So, should we do it again? 
come back next year, won't we? Yeah. Can we book you in for next year, 12 months' time? <laughs> yeah, of course. So, Doss. Uh, <laughs> what's Thanks. your message? The, what's your message from this experience from your beginning where you've started to what you've just said there? What's Freya's message? I, my message is you can feel like you're at rock bottom and and you can never come back out of this dark hole that you feel that you're in and I'm just proof that you can I'm still on the journey but there's always a way out of that horrible pit that you feel like you're in and if I thought back to myself two years ago or a year ago to how I feel now I would have never imagined I feel the way I do now um, I've been this weight before and I was still nowhere near as happy as I am now um, yeah just surround yourself with really good people and just try and find that drive within you to make your life better if you feel like you're not living your life and another thing I know so, uh, I don't want to go into all again but I just wanted to say like me having the operation some people might look at that and think that's not an option for me or this that, and the other there is always a way like with the gym you know a leisure centre might not be good for you but a gym with a small community may well be beneficial for you try different things and just stick to it for a little while because at first it will feel horrible and anxious and you feel nervous but give yourself some time and you'll find your way and um yeah good sound advice yeah very sound advice yeah on that bombshell thank you very much <laughs> you are very welcome virtual so, so thank you to yeah. you too thank you to you too um thank you you two oh, are yeah. the best oh yes knew it knew it <laughs> where's your print dale why aren't they up <laughs> they are, yeah they're just over that shoulder there. <laughs> true fan right there true fan <laughs> Hang on a minute. Just show us again, darling. <laughs> got oh, he's got it framed. <laughs> Mine came. Did yours not come in the frame? Shops <laughs> are open. Mine came I, in the frame. My frame's gonna match. <laughs> right. Peace. Bye to everyone. Bye, Bye to the fans. You two need to stay connected just as we do that. So I'll give everyone a wave. Bye bye.